This week on the BAMCast. Baby, you know we're allergic to the judicial system. One star, we're in. All right, welcome to the BAMCast. Hey, Hey, BAMCast. Episode 570. Nice. Yeah. Uh, So I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. And what we do each and every episode of the BAMCast is we go and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie. Then we come in here and talk about it. Then they get ratings. Good bad movies. Enjoyable bad movies. They get one five jocks and robot jocks. However, there are bad bad movies. And stay away. They get a negative sliding scale. One to five bags and try a bag of trash. Ooh. Yep. So. Yuckers. We are uh, truck turnering right along with Black Exploitation History Month. And, Hooray! Uh, we, We're going modern. Yeah, we went a little modern. Semi-modern. I mean, 21 years old now. But Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. You're right. It's more modern than any other Black Exploitation History Month movie that we've watched so far. Yes. Um, but yes, we did 2002's All About the Benjamins with Ice Cube and uh, Mike Epps. Yeah, decorated Bamcast alum, Ice Cube. And basically the stars of the Friday movies after the first one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 They, 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 Mike Epps kind of was trying to do like a Chris Tucker replacement thing for a bit there. Well, I'm more curious about how did why did he seem to replace his is it his brother or his cousin is Omar Epps? I assume they're related, right? They have to be related, right? Because I haven't seen Omar Epps in like forever, and I feel like that I do not know. Okay, <laughs> I, I could not tell you that. I don't know. Anyway, and I don't. Feel Omar like, Epps was. I like don't a, feel like googling it. Well, Omar Epps was like a you know dramatic guy, not a yeah. Ha ha. Funny I, guy. Didn't he go to ER at that point? I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Everybody's on ER at some point. Sure. But, but yes. Yeah. Um, and also Ava Mendez mm-hmm. as a Mike Epps' girlfriend. Mm-hmm. How, how far into Ava Mendez's career was this? Five, six years, something yeah. like that. Okay. She hadn't been around a ton. I mean, this is, this is the same year as uh, Too Fast, Too Furious. When I, or no, Too Fast, Too Furious is the next year, I believe. I thought that was like 2000. Hey, I don't know. Yeah. What, what year is, it's uh, 2003. What type of year was Training Day? Oh, Training Day is 2001. Later. Is it? I feel like it had to be one of her first movies, just because, like, yeah. I mean, you know, there's nudity and stuff. Yeah, you know, there's excessive, like, non-needed nudity. It's uh, you know, something, yeah, gratuitous. gratuitous. That's the word I was looking for. I'm yes. just saying, like, it's not really germane to anything, and it's like, you know, someone would have probably called a stop to it if they had any mm-hmm. pool. So, yeah. So anyway, this movie. Have you seen Midnight Run? Uh, I have. Uh, it's kind of like that. Uh huh. I've also seen Out of Sight. Yeah, it's a lot like that. And I've also seen Face Off. I yeah, mean, there's a bit like that. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, what weren't a Face Off and Out of Sight both 1997? Uh, 98 okay. for Out of Sight. Right. But yeah, um, I mean, I'll get it out of the way. This movie, in its style, music, and even some plot points, rips off Out of Sight tremendously to much lesser results. So my review is going to be biased by that because, as I've mentioned a billion times, Out of Sight is my favorite movie ever. Yeah, I mean, even yeah. I, I mean, I've probably only seen Out of Sight five times in my entire life since it came out. I mean, even I was like. Every stylistic yeah. <laughs> tick they use. And yeah. then as soon as there's a shot of an aquarium, and guess what they're looking for? Mm. Yeah. Mm. I, I, like, I, I tried to bite my tongue because I didn't want to, like, color it. But eventually I was just like, come the fuck on. Like, stop taking everything from out of sight you've used the freeze frames every music cue entering a room is like hey remember that david holmes score do that guy and so we did and mm. so yes so now that that's out of my system yes it could be out of sight out of mind <sighs> and there you go the premise of this is uh ice cube is a bounty hunter in miami 
Mm-hmm. And uh, Mike Epps is one of his targets. But in the chase to catch Mike Epps, who is a very low level criminal, he's like a just a normal ass like I just street hustler another type guy. Weird person that's in this for two seconds, and that the first person he goes after is Anthony Michael Hall. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, he goes after okay. he goes in a trailer park first to take out Anthony Michael Hall. And then... yeah, but 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 mm-hmm. yeah, they get they get embroiled in a diamond heist. Sure. Yes. And then it also involves a winning lottery ticket. Yes. So that kind of sets up why they're working together by the end of it. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, this movie's really weird in that regard because it's, yeah, it's Ava Mendes, the girlfriend. Like you said, Anthony Michael Hall is his first, his, his first catch. In 2002, Anthony Michael Hall was not doing shit, but he's still yeah. a name. And yeah. I'm saying it's still like somebody who's like, oh, that's, I know who that is. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, Oscar Isaac is in this very briefly. Extremely briefly. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, something in 2002. I don't think we'd seen a lot of Oscar Isaac in 2002. Yeah. I think the first time I remember paying any attention to him was Sucker Punch. And I don't remember what year that was. That was 2011, I believe. Yeah. So that's a, that's a while from here. Yeah, it is. Anyway, yeah. Uh, we're introduced to Ice Cube catching this dude, but also kind of the tone the movie's going to take. Uh, whereas as he's cuffing him, the guy's girlfriend comes out of a back room with a shotgun and a cast on her leg and just starts trying to gun down Ice Cube, who defenestrates himself out a window that's covered in a Confederate flag. And then one of the neighbors joins in. Too. Yeah, an old lady neighbor just starts shooting at him right after he's clotheslined this woman with her cast yeah. and is cuffing her. This is also, um, just to add to the further uh, Elmore Leonard vibe, this is, takes place in South Florida. Yeah, also. it's, it's yeah. straight up Miami. <laughs> and I know everyone like films movies in Miami because it's basically like, dude, Spending a couple weeks in Miami fucking rules, and then you can leave. It's also really easy to get hot background extras. <laughs> yep. It's like the version of uh, everyone goes to Hawaii to film a comedy, except this is like the one where they actually kind of do some work. But it's it's very similar to that. Yeah. I, also, I, the lighting is gorgeous in Miami, like, yeah, all the like time. Always. It always looks good in certain neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's a little bit of Bad Boys 2 stylings in this, too. I mean, just in terms of like this. Yeah, that came out a year later. So it did it. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought so. I, so bad boys too <gasps> ripped off this. No, I just I mean like the the intro with like you know the racist hillbillies and the you know mm-hmm. the, the black man fish out of water scenario. Yeah. You know, sort of cop. He's not a cop, but you know he's got a big thing. This is bounty. <laughs> mm-hmm. Bounty hunters just have to. I mean, that seems weird. I mean, just to say bounty, it sounds like that's like the person you're after, not who you are. Who knows, man? Maybe maybe the hunter was covered up on the mm. bottom, or it was on the back. Oh, you know, true. you got to read both sides. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, you know, it's typical. Like he's he's he works for a guy. You know, he's not like a licensed uh, bounty hunter or whatever, mm. skip tracer, whatever these people are called. Yeah, he's um, more of a freelancer. Yeah, more. but he basically works for this guy, and you know, this guy's like is the substitute angry chief because he's just like, oh, you caused another shootout, and I'm gonna bail you out with the cops and. Yeah, this is the last time. Yeah, that guy does feel very much like a Michael Bay character, though. You know, to yeah. bring the Bad Boys two references back, that guy feels. I like mean, Bad Boys one had existed, and so we, I mean, yeah. Joey Joey Pants is we he had already set that template for. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that that's a new template, but I mean, he did it particularly well. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. But uh, we we learned that his boss doesn't like him, but he gets the job done, so he keeps hiring him. Mm-hmm. And he and he because he, he's brought this one guy in, he uh, he sends him out to get Mike Epps, which. He's pissed about because Mike Epps is so low level and not the you know the the bail isn't much, so it's only like thirty five hundred bucks to get him. And 
No, that was his cut. The bail, or, the, or yeah, the bail was the guy was getting grand. thirty-five grand. He was oh, really? getting ten percent for Mike Epps. <laughs> yes. I oh Jesus. Yeah, that's the thing. He's like, you're getting 10%. our bail system's fucked up. Yeah, or whatever his his bounty, mm-hmm. whatever was thirty-five yeah. grand, and so he was given Ice Cube ten percent. Yeah. So as as he's tracking down Mike Epps, we are introduced to uh, one of our bad guys. Well, actually, two of them, mm-hmm. uh, because he's this weird photographer dude who is uh who has set up a photo shoot where he's taking pictures of uh of this woman who is uh supposed to be around some diamonds i don't i don't know who this guy is i mean i don't i can't place him in any other movie for some reason um but yeah but he looks sort he's... of like he looks like if robert davi had a walton goggins hair when he's doing like his weird <laughs> phase you know because like you know mm-hmm. Walt goggins has like three different personalities <laughs> so mm-hmm. like when he but i'm saying when he does his like mad scientist hair version yeah. that's what this guy looks like yeah well the the guy's roger roger Genver smith okay uh, he's been in a lot of early uh spike lee stuff okay i mean he's got a very long story career so you have seen him somewhere because okay. he's been in like sure. 50 damn things but yeah he's he's the photographer who's taking pictures of this chick oscar isaac is his uh assistant who he just relentlessly screams at for the entire time until uh, a rich guy shows up with two, I, I guess, bodyguards almost. Uh, it's some kind of insurance thing because they are carrying a suitcase full of diamonds. Yeah, that they're going to use in this photo shoot. Yeah, which they will use in the photo shoot. Mid-shoot, Oscar Isaac gets in an argument with the photographer who apologizes to him and then shoots him in the head. And then the girl who's the model shoots the bodyguards in the head. And then the the guy who uh, who's brought the diamonds is like, damn, you didn't have to kill the assistant. And he's like, well, we can't have any witnesses. And then that guy gets shot in the head. Then it's get away with the diamonds because he yeah. and the model are in on it. Turns yeah. out they're brother and sister. Yeah, but they, they have taken the diamonds now They're and they're getting out of there. Meanwhile, Ice Cube has tracked down Mike Epps and is just chasing him through the streets, trying to catch him. Yeah, Mike Epps was pulling some kind of shoplifting scheme with a couple of old ladies. Yeah. I don't know. I guess he's friends with. Oh, and he also buys a lottery ticket. This is when he buys the winning lottery ticket because he has a whole thing about the numbers that well it's his girlfriend is the one who has picked the numbers somehow but he has a weird song rap thing he does to the clerk for some reason because he's just that kind of annoying guy you know in this era of movie (sighs) mike epps is really turned up yeah in this one and it's kind of to me it reminds me of the tyrese thing in the fast movies Mm -hmm. i'm not the target audience for his comedy but i know a lot of people who absolutely fucking love him it depends. So, it depends on the moment. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I, I would say he's a lot more uh, relentless than Tyrese ever is. Tyrese is like a very much a flavor guy. I mean, he's yeah. like, it's it's little like, ah, you know, Chris Tucker freak outs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's kind of manic the whole time. Yeah, I, I guess it's just like Mike Epps just feels like like the dollar store uh Chris Tucker, you know, he just feels I mean, like. Well, the, Chris the... Tucker's the dollar store Chris Rock. So, I mean, like, <laughs> kind of, I mean. Just throwing it down there from the At further down the Rock chain. Chris Rock has something to say, generally. Well, I know, but I mean, his his delivery style is. I mean, it's yeah. a it's a yeah. somewhat of a copy of his delivery. Style. Yeah, yeah, but but Mike Epps, it's just kind of like the direction for him is just uh, be your manic thing all the time, which is kind of what he does. You know, to the point by the end, I was just like, please, just kill him. Please, just let him get shot. I mean, some of what he does. It, up in some really yeah, good and that's stuff. the thing is mixed in with like some shit that we were all like laughing our asses off mm-hmm. at. So you just I mean, you I guess, never yeah, yeah, you you carpet bomb that much, some of them are going to hit. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, but uh, but the chase eventually uh, these two plot lines converge because Ice Cube has has chased him into this weird hallway, almost like like it's like an outdoor hallway, but it's got like the James Bond 
gun barrel sequence in the, on a fence. Yeah, I mean, me. well, I think it's supposed to be a. I mean, they never say this, but it's a camera aperture. I mean, it's a. Yeah. But like, it never comes back. So I think this was supposed to be the photography studio because they got a room that's just filled with balloons, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like, I guess it's just like where they keep all the dumb shit for these photo shoots. I guess. But, yeah. Yeah. But either way, uh, Ice Cube gets in. They come down the stairs and just start blasting. And so he 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 has to dive out of the way. He dives into the balloon room, like we talked about. Mm-hmm. And they take off. They and the uh, the bad guys discover. There's a note in there that says, yeah, if uh, if you're reading this, you probably killed me, and uh, the diamonds are fake, so fuck yourself. I mean, the, the lady, Ursula or whatever, yeah, discovered it, it first, but yeah, yeah and she she's like, oh, there's a note. A, like, yeah. yeah, I pull out the jeweler's loop and look at these before I notice the note mm-hmm. <laughs> in the bottom yeah. of the briefcase. The note is basically like, hey, they're in a very safe place. And it's not like this is a briefcase full of diamonds. I mean, there's there's enough diamonds to fit in, like... A small crown royal bag. Yeah, it's it's like a it's like a D and D dice bag. Right. Of, yeah. Of diamonds, there's not much in there. Right, but there, there we gave you your, your scope. Either a D and D dice bag or crown royal, whichever yeah. you you can might understand some, both. Some are the same. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but in 2002 money, this is about 20 million dollars worth of diamonds. We're told. But yeah, Mike Epps is hiding out in the back of their van, unbeknownst to mm-hmm. them. It's it's one of those cargo vans where you can't see the back, yeah. so they don't know he's back there until they stop. He's heard all of this. And then just distracts them. Like he, he realizes he's in trouble and starts plugging things in. This is also a photography van. So he ends yeah. up like plugging in a couple of spotlights, basically. Yeah. And when they discover him, he's just like, oh, I, yeah, actually, I work. F-. He says he works for the guy that they shot mm-hmm. and that he actually has the diamonds. And he's like, let me go and get them and flips the light on, blinds them and just dives out of the truck and gets shot at and but gets away. So he knows their plan, uh, but he drops his wallet along the way, which has the lottery ticket in it and yes. also gives them a way of now they know who he is. And so, how to find him. Yeah. So they these two, which I, like I said, we find out are brother and sister, they seem like they were weird European lovers, but they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they might be. I mean, who knows? Yeah. But, um, but they go back to their boss. Yeah. Who's Tommy Flanagan. Tommy Flanagan. From Braveheart and a billion other things. You know who he is. He's... He's the guy with the scars, but he's Scottish. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> you will recognize him if not by voice, by uh, by look. But he dresses them down, and uh, he he tells the uh, the photographer dude, he's like, "All right, so what happened when he blinded you?" And he's like, "Oh, you know, I I covered my face, and then I lost him because I got blinded." And he goes, "Can you just pose like that and show me?" And he's like, "Okay." So he kind of holds his hands up in place, and the dude just walks out and shoots him in the wrist. Yeah, like not even in the wrist. It's, it's like, like in it's, the forearm. Yeah, it's like in the forearm. It's like in the oh. meat of the forearm. <laughs> yeah, and then he goes basically. He's like, "Get your shit fixed and go find this guy." So I, I, I don't know why I found it funny. I mean, maybe it's just because of the passage of time in this movie. Sometimes doesn't necessarily make sense. Like, uh, it's shortly after this, like where Mike Epps and Ice Cube get together. I'm just using this as yeah. an example. It's not a crucial point to the plot or anything. But they get together, and it's like he finally convinces them of like I. I'm not full of shit. There's a diamond thing. And he doesn't even convince him by like, I'm going to tell you where there's possible money. He's like, I know where the people are that shot at you. And Ice Cube's like, fine, let's go. But their, their travel, they're like, he's like, turn around. You just pass the place that we need to go right around the corner. And they do, they pop a U-turn. And then it's like six hours later, it's like yeah. pitch black night. <laughs> it's well, like, where the hell did you go in Miami? <laughs> yeah. On the same They turned note, the lights off in yeah. Miami yeah. at like on, 630. Oh. On the same note. All right. This guy's been shot in the arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Epps gets home. Well, I was going to say, and, the, yeah. the rest of that was like after after Tommy, or not Tommy Flanagan, Tommy Flanagan shoots the guy in the arm yeah. after he's like, go find them. It's like, he just shows back up and he's got like a full 
like bone got, screw like yeah the halo <laughs> yeah. arm thing like with the screws going like this is like they don't just slap this on you in the emergency that's room. what i mean this is like a full surgery right that's what i mean it's just it's, it's, and it's he's still bleeding it's kind of hilarious just because it's like cut to and he's got i'm like what the hell did you go have done where you yeah. got this thing on hey man the underground vet has a lot of shit including <laughs> the thing that yeah. immobilizes your yeah. arm and screws into your bones it probably was like a, a, a neck halo for a dog or something. Yeah. <laughs> they used it for his arm. Yeah. But yeah, he's he's got that immediately. Mm-hmm. But uh, but anyway, it's the afternoon <laughs> and Mike Epps uh, gets home. And that's when we're introduced to Eva Mendez, who's his girlfriend, who is played as not particularly bright in this movie at all. And she is has this whole superstition about the, the numbers and the lottery and has to watch the drawing religiously. And the, her numbers come up. And so they have a whole freak out that... The way it's filmed almost got me ill. Like, this movie is filmed in an incredibly claustrophobic manner Hmm. with handheld cameras. Okay. And there was a point where I was just like, you need to stop waving the camera back and forth like you're on a boat while they just keep walking in front of the frame. That's so weird. I didn't get this from that scene at all. I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm I'm usually very... There was something about it where they finally end it because they sit down on the couch when he's finally... Because they... At first, they, you know, they play, uh, what is it, Isaac Brother, Money, Money, Money? Whoever it is. You know the song. You yeah. know the fucking song. But they play it while they're just basically partying out and celebrating the fact that they just won the goddamn lottery. And then eventually she's like, let me see the ticket. I got to see the ticket. And that's when he freaks out because he can't find the wallet. And then they, they sit down. They had a plan to try and find the damn wallet because it's got a $60 million lottery ticket in. And we know where the wallet is because we've seen it drop and we know that they the bad guys have it. And as he goes outside to go to look for it, that's when Ice Cube tackles him. And, and there's also a little Bow Wow shows up for two seconds yeah, to basically talk to him and go, hey, I'm a little Bow Wow. You're yeah. Mike Epps. You just want to be like Mike Epps. Uh, but, but Ice Cube catches him and eventually he's able to convince him, dude, I know who shot at you. They got all these diamonds because Ice Cube has been bailed out by his <laughs> by his bail bondsman guy who he works for because mm-hmm. the cops kind of had him as a suspect. And they're just like, no, he was chasing this dude. So the cops think Mike Epps did it for some reason, which kind of never comes back, thankfully. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that jump to conclusion there, but sure. That's how it's presented. Either way, he knows that there's something going on that the cops can't figure out. And also, he's been unofficially taken off the case for whatever good that does. I mean, it doesn't really mean anything in this world because it's not like he has a strong uh, by the book policy or anything yeah. like that. He's not a cop, you know. So, but yeah, he's just like, don't go anywhere this near this. I'm not bailing you out again. You mm-hmm. fuck up, you're on your own. And yeah. How, how does he like decide to go back to? find my cups i don't remember how that actually happened or i think he he, just, doesn't he just see him like walking down the street i think he's just like fuck it i'm gonna catch him anyway because they know where he lives because they have like the one foot chase where he gets away but doesn't, doesn't he like doesn't he just circling around and sees him again like yeah he yeah. just he just basically tackles him back at his house because yeah. he's like fuck it i don't care this matters to me yeah but then mike epps is able to tell him about the diamonds and how these people took them but they don't have them because they you know well actually he doesn't tell him that yet but he tells him all about the diamond stuff. He knows who shot at him. And also, I, I need to get my wallet. I need to get it back. Yeah. And, and he's able to convince him to start working with him. Yeah, sort of. It's like Ice Cube never believes him about the lottery ticket, but for some reason he seems to believe him about the diamonds. It's it's very strange. I that... think it's because he had details that he probably shouldn't know. Ice Cube only knows him because he found out from the cops right. when they were grilling him about it. Because Ice Cube's motivation is not to get the diamonds and make the money. I mean, it kind of is, his, but that's secondary. It is kind of, but it's also, he seems more interested in like, oh, I'm going to beat the cops to it to show that I'm better than the cops. Yeah, his his whole goal is he wants to become a PI, so mm-hmm. not a skip tracer, whatever. Yeah. So they team up, and this is like where it happens where he's like, uh, 
I left my wallet at the boat place. And he's like, okay, well, let's go to the boat place. Where is it? And it's, we know that he's run home from the boat place. And yet by the time they get to the boat place, it's like midnight for whatever reason. And they see them load the, uh, well, there's they, two different boat places. Like they go to the boat warehouse where they store yeah. all the boats to look for his wallet. And then they decide to go to Tommy Flanagan's like showroom or whatever. Yeah, there is a good joke because Ice Cube has left, uh, Mike Epps handcuffed through this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then they're like hiding in a boat that gets loaded up on one of the shelves or however you want to put the slip, I guess it's called, like the it, inside the taller warehouse. And so they have to jump down. So Ice Cube jumps down and he's like, jump down. He's like, dude, you handcuffed me. I can't jump down. And he's like, I will shoot you if you don't jump down. And then he just does this jump into the other one and just thump, just really good physical comedy bit. Yeah, like head down into the basin of a boat. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a little bit of like I don't. How do they figure out to go to the other place? Like, like there's something that Ice Cube finds there that convinces him. I think it's because he sees the van. Isn't that it? Is is they maybe see they're leaving the and they and they see a truck drive by and they they're like that's the same company name as they must follow the the truck that gets loaded into the van or something like that. There's a couple times where bad guys just disappear in this movie and we don't really know what happened to them. Yeah. Like the rocket launcher guy. We're still not real yeah. sure what happened to that guy. Yes. They, but from here, they he basically takes him back to his house and uh, handcuffs he and Eva Mendez to the bed together. Because I guess she's an accessory or whatever. I, I don't know. And then he calls his office and says, hey, did the cops say anything? You know, did the did Martinez, the, who's his boss, did he say anything? And is uh, the girl who seems to want to be his girlfriend, it's kind of... I think she's, she's a like, weird character because yeah. she's like a coworker who keeps wanting to be his backup for all this stuff. Yeah, she's like Chekhov's partner where it's like, she's just like, why don't you take me on any of these things? I, I can back you up and mm-hmm. you know, be your partner and stuff. And he's just always like, I'll think about it. And so you're like, okay, well, clearly by the third act, she's going to join in on this, right? And yeah. she does. So, But yeah. it's just, there's but not it's, much more to her than that. Yeah, and it's not even presented as a romantic relationship, no. like ever. No, Which just like it, it's it's just it's like some early hot. it's some early two thousands ladies can do stuff too you know like yeah. society was trying at this point like to get to like full on lady action star instead of you know yeah this movie white not... blanket or sidekick or yeah or but this person that gets not, fridged not a good example of that yeah I know I know I'm just saying like it's 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 working yeah. towards it I yeah mean, I guess so yeah. but but anyway yeah he calls her she gives him the scoop that basically yeah the cops can't figure it out they don't know where it is but they know that the you know. The diamonds were taken somehow. Mm-hmm. And uh, as he's doing this, you know, he's gone to a bar or something and called from a payphone because this is still kind of pre-cell phone era for the most part. This is when our buddy with the arm uh, halo shows up and he's he's gone. You know, he has Mike Epps ID. So mm-hmm. he's gone to his house and there and he and Ava Mendez are pretending to be dead. But. She can't stop breathing and moving. So he, the guy's like, hey, I, OK, I guess I found you. I guess I get to shoot you now. And that's when Ice Cube knocks him out. And then they chain him to the bathroom. The world's strongest shirt and, uh, shower curtain yeah. rod holder. I mean, it was screwed into the wall, but it's still... It didn't look like a shower curtain rod. It looked like a piece of threaded pipe. But yeah, in my apartment, that wouldn't fucking work. Well, yeah, I mean, you'd... I think everywhere I've ever lived, I've always just had suspension. Here, the ten- oh, yeah. tension. Yeah, tension. Well, this yeah. one was screwed into the wall. I'll that's tell true. you that. Yeah. But it's still, it's not the best place. But this is when Mike Epps just keeps trying to insult this guy. <laughs> And, you know, tell him he's got a five head. But he did say his forehead's so big, when he dreams, he sees movies. <laughs> so he's spending his time insulting this guy. And yeah. then uh, eventually Ice Cube takes over and is just like, listen, buddy, I, I'm i going to fuck you up if you don't tell me what I need to know. And 
the way he decides to do this is to start tightening the screws on the rod going into his arm, which is really fucking effective because mm-hmm. that guy loses his shit. And he's like, all right, fine. This and is then- one of those times when, you know, manic Mike Epps works because like first he was doing the unrelenting taunting of his weird head and then ice cube kicks him out and you know get asks him for a screwdriver to begin the torturing and then he just can't stop popping in like let me get in on that mm-hmm. <laughs> this guy shot at me let me let me twist his yeah. twist the screws a little bit i don't know it's just it's just funny mm-hmm. to me that he's just like come on come on come on spike let me mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and eventually this guy tells him like okay here's my boss uh, it, he, they don't show it but he basically has told them where the, the i guess this guy sells boats Yes, he sounds, sells fountain boats. Oh yeah, that's, and okay, that's cigarette boats and Chriscraft boats. All of the nice boats. Yeah, that's how they get to his his uh, showroom. I I, I, right. could, I couldn't remember how they jo- torture. Got... Yeah, torture. Yeah. Yes, yeah, torture. It works, as we learned in twenty four. Oh, the show. Okay, yeah, I was like, I was yeah, I was yeah. thinking about time. I was like, that hasn't no. happened yet. No. <laughs> twenty four. I'm like, I know. I... Time has proven twenty four correct that torture will give you the information you need. Sure. Right? Sure. Actually, no, it has not proved it correct. Yeah, I, I know. Anyway, yeah, Ice Cube goes there and basically just picks a fight with the guy until he gets kicked out. And I think it's more just so he can ID him. Yeah, something because like he that. taunts the guy into telling him who he is. He's trying to find out who's in charge. Yeah, so he's like coming in and making a scene. Yeah, and trying to talk to and the he manager. He does the whole "let me talk to the manager" and the yeah. guy and the guy's like, "fuck your manager, I'm the owner, Tommy Flanagan." <laughs> right. Uh, by I'm the, the way, cock of the walk. <laughs> yeah, Tommy Flanagan. Tommy Flanagan's all over every yeah. scene he's in. Just he really does. Yeah, yeah. But then they go outside, and uh, meanwhile, glass goes all out. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Eva Mendez has picked the lock on the uh, on the handcuffs for Mike Mike Epps, and so they've just been, they're just going around cars trying to break in to get the wallet. Because he's like, all right, that car looks expensive. Maybe my wallet's in there. And uh, what happens is Ice Cube comes out and is like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, stop. Like, this is not going to work. We know who the guy is. We can get the diamonds. And again, he doesn't still doesn't believe that the lottery ticket is real. So yeah. he's very unconcerned with him finding his wallet or any of that mm-hmm. stuff. But they get in a fight. And then this gets the attention of, of Tommy Flanagan and his and his Flanagites. They're Flanagoons. Yeah, Flanagoons. <laughs> Thank you. Much better. <laughs> yeah. So the, he and the Flanagoons watch 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 them have a fight in the parking lot and then make up and then leave. So now they have an ID on Ice Cube's car. And Ava Mendez. But they get in the car and that's when Mike Epps kind of spills the beans that, hey, they don't know where the diamonds are either. Because the whole time Ice Cube's just been like, we're going to find these guys so we can find the damn diamonds. And he's like, they don't know where they are either. And this is when they, they basically go back to the house and they have kind of a... Kind of a bonding session a little bit where they're just like, hey, man, like I listen, lottery ticket. It's real. I'm telling you. And he's like, why do you want the diamond so bad? And he's like, because I want to stick it to the cops. Show them I can do this, too. Mm-hmm. And, I also start by a PI firm or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And they kind of figure out if he's gone, we need to talk to the lady because that's like his wife. Is, that That's the next step. Right. Because they've discovered who who it was that was originally supposed to be delivering the diamonds. The sure. Buckner, I believe. OK, is that who that is? That's. Yeah, that, all right. That is that guy's wife. Okay. Yeah. All right. The guy, so, the guy who gets shot in the beginning of the photo shoot. Okay. Yes. Right. Yeah. I actually never really understood who that was or why they were at yeah. that house. Well, yeah, and they were the supposed to be in on it because he he spoke to, like he spoke friendly to him for a minute before they shot him in the head and realized that oh no we've got fake diamonds this is not good. So I think this guy thought it was an insurance scam and they were like no we're just going to steal the diamonds mm-hmm. correct yeah yeah. yeah. But then uh, they go to the they go to their they go to her house and of course the doors open already so Ice Cube kind of creeps in 
looking around and then sees an aquarium because it's been established earlier that he spent $600 on a fish that ends up dying because of Mike Epps because he spent so long and got arrested and all that. But yeah, but it's been established he loves aquariums. So he sees like this amazing aquarium underneath the stairs and is looking at it. It's a nice aquarium, but it's just full of eels like my hovercraft. Yeah. <laughs> it's very yeah. weird. It's got a lionfish. I yeah, thought there, it was there just eels. No, there okay. are a couple of lionfish right, in there. Okay. Yeah, and There's... I think that's what he's looking at. And uh, he suddenly gets a golf club to the back of the head. And I was like, oh, I guess Mrs. Buckner's uh, more able than we thought. It was the beginning of Act 4. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but... but turns out it was uh, one of the uh, Flanagoons. And uh, Mike Epps is able to save Ice Cube, but not until the guy has already handcuffed him to the staircase. But Mike Epps is able to clock that guy with a vase, knock him out, so they tie him up. And then start looking through the house, trying to find any evidence of the diamonds or whatever the hell they're doing. Mike Epps does find the safe, steals some money out of it, and is reading the will, which apparently left everything to her. As he leans against the tub, her dead body kind of surfaces. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. Comedic timing. Is Comedic why. timing, yes. So he flips out, and Ice Cube comes up and is like, well, shit. So they killed her already, and now we got to get the fuck out of here. And uh, they take the one guy, they throw him in the trunk, and apparently both of those guys are in the trunk now. Yeah. Not before Mike Epps hits him with another face for some reason, just just because. Like, there's, He's he, starting to wake yeah. up again, so he gets he gets yeah. sent back to sleep. He gets knocked the fuck out. Actually, no, I think that was Ice Cube hit him with the second one. Maybe. I think he yeah. does. But yeah. yeah um, Either way. But in the, in the kerfuffle, in the struggle, uh, Ice Cube's gun got knocked into the aquarium, and that's mm-hmm. when they're... They throw both these guys, you know, they throw the second guy into the trunk with the weird haired guy from yeah. the earlier, uh, the one with the halo arm. Um, and then they're like, we got to go back in and clean up, you know, dust everything and leave no trace. Yeah, we got to get our prints off everything. And as they're cleaning stuff up, he notices that he turns around. He's like, oh, shit, your gun's in the aquarium. And they're trying to fish it out. I mean, I, I don't, for someone that's into fish, I don't know why he doesn't just stick his arm in there, but. It's because of all the eels. And I the... mean, I wouldn't stick my arm in there with that many eels, but that's just... Also yeah. the lionfish. What are they going to do? They're poisonous. Are they? Yeah. Yes. Really poisonous. Okay. Like those, the uh, spines? Are they? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, but this is also, like, obviously, I've already bitched about the out-of-sight connections, but as soon as they, as they show the gun drop down to the bottom of the aquarium, I'm like, gee, I wonder where the fucking diamonds are. In slight difference, it's in, they're in a baggie. They're not just yeah. they're not just loose yeah. stones on the These bottom. These are of cut it. diamonds. Yeah. They are not uncut. But yes, they it, it, Ice Cube fishes out a baggie full of the real diamonds, and then from this point forward, they he kind of oh, they, they get all giddy about the money, and they're like, "Hey, what are you going to buy?" Yeah. yeah, yeah, but he can't stop like pouring them out and just being like, "Holy shit, diamonds, diamonds, diamonds!" He just keeps looking at him, going, "Diamonds." But yeah, he he's they get in the car, you know, they they're they're heading back and he's just like, you know, I was going to try and like solve that crime and turn this into the cops. But once you got those in your hand, you kind of change your mind about things. And yeah, they, they've decided he, or he, he they've committed to keeping the diamonds. Yeah. And just giving up on the rest of the shit. But they yeah. go back home to get Ava Mendez and she's been kidnapped. Yep. From Ice Cube's place, which I don't really. Oh, no, he did drop his wallet or something. Like, they got his ID at some point. So no, he, they just followed the car, I believe. Is that what it was? Yeah. I thought he dropped his... I thought they ended up getting his ID somehow, too. No. But I, anyway. Either way. They, they, yeah, they've kidnapped her. They, I don't know, they set up a a long meetup thing at a dog track. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they, the guys are basically, if you want her back, we want the diamonds, so let's do this. Yeah. The way that they deliver this message is they throw the two dudes in the front of a car and drive the car through the front of the boat dealership. 
So it smashes a whole bunch of shit, crashes, and are those guys dead at that point? No, they're just all taped up because, yeah, uh, crazy hair, like, moves and uh, a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Be- because the way Tommy Flanagan acts, it's just like, oh, they're dead, fuck them. He-, he says something to Ursula, like, your brother be fine or something like that. It's offhandedly. But anyway, they've left a recorder on his person yeah. that he plays back. That's it's real, basically it's like, a real dictaphone move. Eh. <laughs> but yeah, but where he's he's just like, hey, meet us at the dog track, 2 o'clock tomorrow. We'll do the exchange. So that's when uh, they've they've set up this plan, and uh, they get to the dog track, and Ice Cube is down by the area with the dogs. They've hidden a suitcase in there, which has a sniper rifle in it. So he's pulled out the sniper rifle. Uh, Mike Epps has shown up, and also uh, the girl from work is there, just kind of pushing a trash cart around yeah, in, she's in the uniform. Being extra eyes and ears. But but and keep in mind this place is abandoned right now. It's it's not. There are other people there yeah. though. No, there's like there are people that are dealing with dogs. Besides, yes, but it's yeah. not like it's dog racing time and the stands are full. No, no, it's mostly abandoned. But there are, there are other okay. people which okay seemed weird. I there, guess. There, it does. There's a weird history with dog tracks. Like dog tracks would open up even when the dogs weren't racing because they have TVs that show you highlight and dog events from uh. other places. So you can actually We're go betting. and yeah, you can go and bet even if like an event isn't happening there. Okay. Yo, dog, I heard you like gambling. <laughs> yeah. So Mike Epps basically shows up and just starts taunting Flanagan, and he's like, "Here, like, he's like, give me the diamonds," and he's like, "All right, here." There, he shows him one of them. He's like, "Where's my girlfriend?" And they finally bring Eva Mendez out, and then he's like, "Are you good?" And then he just kind of stalls for a bit before giving him the diamonds, just so he can talk shit at the guy, and. uh I would assume also just so Ice Cube can kind of, he knows Ice Cube is ready to mm-hmm. shoot. Because Ice Cube has spotted that there's a sniper up on the top of the scoreboard. Yeah. Or whatever it is at a dog track. And the, the way Mike Epps distracts him is he's able to pop the diamonds up out of his hand after he's kind of poured the bag out onto him. Yeah. Because he pours yeah. them out and says, I want yeah, the bag. He does like the, you know, cuppy hands thing and then yeah. he just dumps all the diamonds in him and then he just yeah. hits his hands from below as yeah. they slow motion fly into the It's air. his hand from below and takes off. And that's Ice Cube's cue to snipe the dude up top. Yeah. Because they also ring the bell for the, you know, to release the dogs. So it's like yeah. all, all kinds of things are happening yep. all at once yeah so rusty takes off dogs take off after him <laughs> two dogs he's loaded two dogs for some reason yeah. i don't i don't really understand this distraction but okay. uh they need uh, they need competition yeah they call him old two dog meanwhile eva mendez has just run away as soon as they let her loose they both get downstairs well he does a pretty sweet stunt down the escalator like yeah somehow, he the, somehow the escalator slide yeah somehow the escalator is like directly below where he is and he just jumps into like mm-hmm. the the hallway or whatever just immediately yeah, hits the middle the part yeah yeah also, Ice Cube has picked everyone up in the car and just starts driving through glass, uh, Blues Brothers style. It's like, whatever. Yeah, they could have just left, but he drives through part of the dog mm-hmm. track. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and they take off and end up getting in a, in a car chase with Tommy Flanagan, where they're trying to catch him because he and his girlfriend have scooped up all of the diamonds. They're in like a limo. They're being driven by one of the goons, the Flanagans. Yeah. But yeah, they're, they're speeding up behind him and, now Mike Epps decides to p- produce the gun that he also stole from the safe earlier that he didn't mm-hmm. tell Ice Cube about. Yeah. And he, shoots out the back window. Yeah. And there's a bit of a car chase for a while. This is where the rocket launcher guy comes in. Yeah. There's so a the, rocket launcher I guy just camped in the middle of the of I don't the know if it's Tommy Flanagan or who it is, but somebody fires a goddamn rocket launcher at them. But because they have the windows open, it goes through their window and blows up like a fish truck behind I, them. I think they swerved and clipped this guy with the car, which is what made him miss shoot. I don't know. But 
Whatever. I couldn't tell because it was early 2000s chaotic editing. editing true. Yeah. But it, yeah, it, this guy, it's just a it's reason to have a fish van blow up and have fish rain from the sky on mm-hmm. Ice Cube's car. Yeah. And that guy is like not even like not even a body in the background. He's just gone. Yeah. And they also treat it like, I guess Tommy Flanagan got away. And this is where they're basically they give up and they're just going to their partnerships over. They're they're not going to do this anymore. And then Ice Cube's work friend changes his mind. They team back up and they decide they're going to go get their lottery ticket and their diamonds. He's uh, Tommy Flanagan's basically gone back to his well, personal yacht. What happens? Is, yeah, the reason they do this is because they see the truck with the logo, the yeah. aperture logo. This is, this is where they see the drive by. And they're like, oh, shit. And so they hop in the car and follow that and they yeah. get to the uh, yacht where he has just completed a deal with shady characters. Let's just put it that way. They have officially finished selling off the diamonds for a giant, two giant suitcases of cash, which apparently contain $20 million worth of $100 bills, which I know we've done math on like what would fit different spaces, but I feel like $20 million worth of $100 bills would not fit in just those two suitcases that they bring. But and then, yeah. yeah, he just goes back to his yacht and he's like, chill out, goons. I'm going to pay you when we get time and I'm going to go fuck my lady. Which he does. Uh-huh. While uh, Ice Cube and Mike Epps get on the boat. Mike Epps drops, like, doesn't have a gun, so Ice Cube gives him his gun, which he immediately drops in the water as soon as they get on the boat. Not even, they were like leaping over the spillway to get yeah. to the marina and he drops it in the water. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. It happens so much by, at the end of this movie that I'm like, how many dropped guns are in this movie? Because he drops a second one on him and, and Ice Cube has to give him yet another gun. Or no, he gives him the taser. That's right. He gives him the taser. There's more dropped guns in this movie than there are at Disney. Yeah. So the girls decide, hey, we can't just sit up here waiting. We're going to go up on the boat, too. And so they knock the other two goons into the water, which apparently just kills them. Maybe they didn't know how to swim because they fall out. And Mike Epps is like, I just saw two guys fall by the window. And Ice Cube's like, the fuck's wrong with you? You did not. And then they see the girls running away. So Ice Cube has to run off the boat to chase them for no particular reason, which leaves Mike Epps to, of course, get caught by by Tommy Well, he finds his wallet and can't stop flipping out that he's found his lottery ticket and he's just like yeah ah! yeah, he, yeah he does mike epps out yeah. and like and then he basically just like comes out from behind like uh cool got you again yeah and, and and they don't kill him just yet like and normally you would like he's he's been nonchalant about just fucking murdering people but they're like no we have to walk him to the boat and i guess they plan to dump him out in the water off of the other boat which i guess makes sense because he doesn't it's a nice yacht he doesn't want to mess it up with dead mike epps it's hard to get out. Yeah. And uh, so they take him to the a cigar boat. And as they're taking off, Ice Cube. Yeah, he pops up from like. Pops up. Yeah. I think he's already on the boat. Isn't he, he is. He's like he's like up in like that weird front seat on a speedboat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he pops up and he, I think he's got the lady. His oh, yeah. Lady. He takes the lady hostage. Yeah. Correct. To which Tom Flanagan is just like, well, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. Shoots her in the head. We're not married yet. Yeah. <laughs> Blam. He, he does the whole speed shoot the hostage thing. And uh, uh, from here, that's that's when Mike Epps pushes him and gets shot for his troubles and somehow makes the boat take off at the same time. Basically he falls just... forward and hits the throttle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which. This is where you get your sort of face off thing with a runaway speedboat. Yeah. I mean, the speedboat's going speed nuts. Three. Just just going. It's, it's almost doing S motion, which should shouldn't work that way it should just be going in a circle probably but you know or just straight let's not apply logic to this even though i just tried to well anyway what this yields is a fight scene in the uh in the inside of the boat where ice cube and uh, tommy flanagan are basically just using the momentum of the boat against each other and they're getting chucked around this small cabin punching each other and as 
Tommy Flanagan finally gets the gun. The boat runs aground at full speed, which sends him into the front, like into like the bulkhead mm-hmm. where he just appears. He snapped his neck, yeah. like just fucking crack. He's done. And so they get outside and they're like, well, shit, man, I guess we win. <laughs> but Mike Epps has been shot and he's trying to tend to him. And that's when Tommy Flanagan jumps up and is like, ah, and Mike Epps is able to tase him in the ass. And then Ice Cube shoots him as many times as his gun will allow. Even yeah, if, somehow that taser just kept getting used on people's genital region. But yeah, he's dead. And they're like, well, shit, I guess uh, I guess this is the money. And he's like, oh, and you got your lottery ticket, too. So that's pretty awesome. And then they suddenly hear the Coast Guard coming. <laughs> Yeah, and then and, somehow he comes up with this whole, like, the only way this is going to work is if you actually go to jail. You know, I turn you in, blah, 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 and all yeah. this stuff. He also, like... I don't know how that works. I don't know He also hastily buries the, the money crates. Yeah. The two very, very large money crates that are sitting yeah. there. Like, they're enormous cases. By the way, $20 million in $100 bills would take up eight cubic feet. So money. those would hold maybe, like a quarter of that money there were four of them in the trunk there were, okay yeah that makes they only sense. there was a point where they only showed one yes but there were four but, but still the very first enough. thing they showed them pulling four of them out of the trunk which makes sense because because ice cube buries two and at the very end of the movie in the denouement they're basically like so you turned in hat you know 10 million dollars to the government or whatever and he's like what about the other 10 he's like i don't know what you're talking about so he buried two of the cases okay. thus letting them find two others all right that i don't i still i'm not sure if those cases were big enough to carry but they were also just large and orange so yeah. mm-hmm. and the coast guard knows coast guard doesn't think hey let's there's no way these, he's these getting weird away. mounds on the right. sand. there's there's no way he's getting away they have to this. call in the sand guard for that i mean they only guard the coast right so. right isn't the sand part of the coast? Don't get technical with me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, cut to six weeks later, and Mike Epps gets released from prison, and there's no one there to meet him. <laughs> and so he just kind of wanders the streets, walks directly through the middle of a basketball game, which nobody acknowledges, which would never happen. Sorry. Yeah. But, You'd get uh, beaten up in most hoods for that. Yeah. But he uh, sits on the bleachers. I don't know. And then... I think it maybe if you're wearing a, a, a wife beater in prison pants with a, a pick in your hair. You might think twice about starting some shit from with the guy who just got out of prison. Yeah. Suddenly he's sitting there on the bleachers and a Bentley pulls up behind him and he's like, oh, shit. And that's when I get the whole, hey, the $10 million watch, get in. Uh, Apparently Eva Mendez still hasn't even cashed the ticket yet. So that's pretty honorable of her to do. Yeah. They've just been, well, that's what you do. You don't cash it the next day. Right. Because they made a big deal about it being a $60 million lottery, which like it happens every other fucking day these days but and yeah i guess in 2002 well with powerball yeah yeah 60 million in, in 2002 wasn't the lottery used to start at like 2 million 2 million and then it would start growing from there like the lotto the big one mm-hmm. yeah but they got i mean they got away with all of yeah, it so they've yeah. got the money and they're not giving it back technically yeah, they didn't they got really the money com- yeah they got away they didn't commit that many crimes it's yeah. not that big deal yeah they only killed a few people but those they're people were trying guys. to kill and, them and they're still running today anyway so end of movie yeah Rap song over credits. I think. I'm not a single Ice Cube song in this entire movie. I don't yeah. believe Ice Cube didn't need to promote himself at this point. Yeah, so he they... did promote a bunch but of. But it is people. weird that, like, I mean, you you had to know that it was coming because of the title of the movie. But you know, you've got they use the Puff Daddy, yeah, song the Puff Daddy the slash maybe posthumous Pig song. I don't know. That was weird. I mean, I know your title of your movie, but I thought the East Coast West Coast thing was still fairly prominent in 2002, and it would just be weird to me. I mean, it's weird to me. Like, 
you know, Ice Cube's one of the poster children of West Coast rap. And... I think it kind of cooled off once once Biggie and Tupac were dead. I think a lot of them were like, hey, I'd rather have a shit ton of money hmm. and live. Money tends to do that to people. Yeah, this seemed to be in the less gangsta and more mogul phase, the yeah. beginning of the mogul phase of mm-hmm. I know. I just rap. mean somewhere on paper. I just I'm still surprised that it was allowed to happen, other than the title of the movie as well. Yeah. By, you know, if he's an executive, I mean, clearly it was an executive producer. It was like he also it, co-wrote yeah, the movie. Cubed whatever his production company was. But this was also the uh, the era of hey, I'm a rap star. I want my own movie. And Ice Cube is the only one who kind of succeeded. Well, it's funny they use the they use a Method Man and Redman song in here, and like that's another pair that I think made a couple tries at movies. <laughs> yeah, their goals were not as as large as no, Ice no, Cube's. No, 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 no. That's for yeah, sure. I mean, I'm just saying. Like, but anyway, ratings. Because I will say, no Stargrove, because that song no. existed before they named the movie. It doesn't work that way. I don't know how to rate this one. It's weird. It's It feels kind of like a real movie, but also kind of not. That's the problem, is like, it's it's fine. It's almost Chuck fine in that it, it accomplishes its goals, but I don't really have many thoughts outside of that. Yeah, it's I'll also never very, watch this again. No, it's also very weird for for inclusion in Black Exploitation History Month, because I don't really feel like it touches on any of the themes of a Black Exploitation movie. Absolutely Except not, no. for the fact that it's like, you know, a black led cast. Yeah. It's black led in the writing and production. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I mean, technically, there is no such thing past 1978 or so of, you know, anything that remotely qualifies as black exploitation. Yeah. I mean, in the in the truest sense, because anything that does exist after that is knowing and no one's captured that, like, I keep using the phrase, but the pastiche of like doing one and not being like like a parody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I right. mean, from Black Dynamite to even like Proud Mary, I think like everything it's like they're just a little too like tongue in cheek. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, like know what they're doing and like, letting Boom Mike slip in on purpose and stuff. You yeah, know, I don't know. Yeah, everyone's gone the ironic route. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think we were just trying to branch out, but it's yeah. a stretch, I suppose. So I'm going three jocks, actually. For a movie you said you'd never watch again, that seems like high praise. I'm not trying to change I know, your no, mind. No, I understand that. But like, I had a good time with this. I mean, there there are a few scenes where I was just like, Mike Epps, stop, just stop. But and and actually, like some of the claustrophobic filming, like it's it's weird because like when they're in the bo- in the boat arguing after he's when he gives him the taser after he's dropped the gun, they do a lot of POV shots and they're like a foot away from each other. So suddenly it's like you've got this person filling the frame right in front of your face. It's very like there. there's some stuff. They, there's some choices they make here that I'm just like, I don't know what you're going for here, even though there's plenty of other ones where I'm like, OK, you're clearly going for out of sight because you freeze framed and faded into this other thing with a music cue. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of wipes and stuff in this mm-hmm. movie, like almost every transition is a wipe in one direction or another, yeah. um, usually with movement, you know, almost mm-hmm. trying to do like a match cut type of thing. Yeah, but they've almost got like a like a cell shaded line around them. They're like they're real yeah. prominent. Like, I mean, yeah. it's like it's I know, I know I'm not trying to. I'm not in any way putting down out of sight. I love out of sight, but I mean the filmmaking was kind of built upon. I mean I don't think we can credit completely out of sight. I mean some of that started in like Get Shorty with Barry yeah, Sonnenfeld. Yeah. I'm just saying like some of the the swooshy Elmore Leonard things, yeah, became a trope in and of themselves. It's not all out just out of sight. I mean mm-hmm. Pulp Fiction popularized a lot of this frenetic editing style and stuff yeah. too. Anyway, uh, I don't know. I said all that to say I, I think I'm going to give it one jocks. I mean it's. It's a perfectly fine movie. Some of the comedy really actually works. Ice Cube is doing good snarly face with, you know, like more honest snarly face, like yeah. more like less like, yeah, that's what people want. You know, it's like yeah. it's that sweet spot of like son of a woman, Al Pacino, when he wasn't quite fully aware of like, oh, this is Al Pacino now, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. And he also gives a what's wrong with you? Yes. Straight up. 
Yeah. So I'm saying like this was kind of that era of like he's still like what's what's wrong with you and giving you some good gun face and snarls mm-hmm. and stuff and it's like it's not just like oh yeah that's what people want out of me you know that's my thing. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, yeah I mean the, the thing the falling out of it from one boat to the other that's a that's a good pratfall. That, that's yeah. a good bit of comedy. I think based on the premise that a lot more of the comedy lands than I thought it would, I'm going to go ahead and give it two jocks. I'm probably also not going to revisit it again, but mm-hmm. it made me laugh enough, which is yeah. anytime we have a comedy on the show that makes that actually makes me laugh, you definitely get props for that. The rest of it was kind of, I don't know, throw away. I like Ava Mendez because, you know, obvious reasons, but mm-hmm. Tommy Flanagan doing Tommy Flanagan things is yeah. appreciated. It's pretty good. I just like the Scottish or Irish people being angry in general, like. Um, I think that's just you like you could just say I like Scottish and Irish people. <laughs> not all the time. Save yourself not some all time. The time. Yeah, but uh, but you're not wrong. I mean, I'm yeah. a huge sucker for. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely not narrowing it down. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair. I w- I will note that it is early 2000s as fuck. It and very much is. Like, yes. Uh, also, just to make sure to touch on it a little bit more, the score sucks. Sucks on toast. There are two things that it does. One is like vaguely Cuban sounding, and the other is, I don't know, Wii Shop music or something. Trust me. I, I can tell you the temp track on this was like every cue from Out of Sight, from David Holmes' soundtrack possibly, for that movie. Possibly. The temp track was every one of them, and they just said, we can't use that, so make something that sounds like it. It really sounds like YouTube music library shit. You're not wrong. Yeah, I'd rather have uh, Kevin McLeod, a.k.a the world's most prolific creative commons songwriter do the music for my movie than whoever ended up doing this. I'm sure Jens will discuss it with us in the discord. I'm sure. I mean, the only, the only musical cue I remember just cause like they're sitting around and like, I think it's like one of the dark moments and it's like the shit gets, the shit got real music kicks in for a second. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah. all I remember. Like anything that's not licensed music. I mean, it's not, it's not wall to wall licensed music or anything either. I mean, it's, there are no, some... there's a lot more that's, yeah. th- that's in the surprised. credits than I realized. Yeah, but I was surprised at how little songs were on the soundtrack. Right? Yeah. All About the Benjamins was only in the beginning of the movie. I uh, the, no, I, there, there was a reprise uh, towards the end. Like, uh, there was a, really? Yeah, there was a reprise during the boat chase. It was kind of in the background. I, oh, I caught it, yeah. I didn't even notice it. <laughs> I really only just caught wow. that. There's like there's that symbol hit and that, you know, that thing from the song that I could just barely make out in the soundtrack. Gotcha. Well, if you want to talk to us about other things, so uh, bmf at bmfcast.com is our email address. Or if you want to tell it to us with your voice over the telephone, you may call us. Uh, and by us, I mean our answering service at 910-5-JOCKS-BMF or 910-556-9263. That's the BAMFCAST phone, the Garfield hotline. Leave us a message. Let us know how you're doing. Or if you just want to, you know, see what uh, our other internet presences are, check out www.bmfcast.com. And uh, that will provide links to our other spaces, uh, most of which are abandoned because we're starting to hate social media finally. Yeah, th- those are how you get a hold of us. Um, if you if you really like what we're doing and you would like to support us monetarily on a monthly basis with as little as $1 a month, you can go to patreon.com slash bmfcast and uh, give us your money. We need it. Or if you'd like to participate in the experiment, you can figure out exactly how much $20 million takes up in space and by sending that to us. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, we will gladly try that experiment. Yeah. I mean, we'll, if we'll, you have $20 million laying around, we'll, we'll see we'll how far it out, we can We'll put it on the table. Uh, we'll do a whole episode about it. It'll be our last episode, but we'll do a whole episode about it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Anyway, let's get out of here, shall we? Okay. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. And this is Banffcast Out. Bye.
Farewell. Auf Wiedersehen. Goodbye.